ones to follow. This is Black Bookers on Radio Tab. Good morning, everyone. Black Bookers, Monday the 19th of February. We kick off by looking back at Eagle Farm on Saturday. I had a look at the Dooman meeting on Wednesday, but nothing, to be honest, really caught my eye there from a Black Book point of view. But there are three there I think we can follow from Eagle Farm on Saturday. Of course, we raced on officially a soft seven. I would suggest the track was better than that. I would say it played in the soft five to soft six range. But the first one I'm going to black book is um, a horse called Touch of Gracie, who's trained by Corey and Carly Gear, and they do a good job with their team. They've got a good strike rate. This is an ex-Victorian mare. They produced her first go in Toowoomba in a 1,000-metre maiden. She was very impressive. She gave them a long start and gave them a beating. Now, I know it was a Toowoomba maiden, but it was a bit of a step up. She went to a Class 1 at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Now, you know Class 1s are part of our Saturday schedule now, but certainly they're at the stronger end of the Class 1s. They're running for better prize money, $50,000. I thought Touch of Gracie ran out of her skin. She had a good gait. Duplessis used her speed on this occasion. She raced far more forward than what she did in Toowoomba, courtesy of that good gait. And she loomed as a good chance, and in the end she ran a very solid fourth. The three that beat her home, Iron Grace, Quarantine Dreams and Stella Lady, uh, there I would describe all as above-average class ones. I think Touch of Gracie huffles in that category. Now, the, the good thing for her and her connections is she can go to a class one anywhere next time out, and you would think she would be awfully hard to beat. So interesting to see what plot or what path they plot with Touch of Gracie. But her run was good. Her two runs here in Queensland have been good. I expect it to be hard to beat next time out, so stay on her trail. The seventh race was the race for the three-year-olds. It was being tabbed as one of the more interesting races of the day with a clash of Jungle Prince and Captain Fenkel. Well, as it ultimately turned out, both... Missed the place. Jungle Prince over race finished just behind the place. And Captain Finkel, well, um, he just performed way below expectations. There might have been a few physical issues. But I thought the run of the race from a future viewpoint came from number 10, Meet Paiati, considering he is still a maiden after four starts. He'd been respectable in his three runs up to Saturday's race where he contested an open three-year-old. Jake Bayless ran it from a good game. He had every chance, no risk about it. But he can still go to a maiden. He can go to a maiden at the midweeks, and he should be winning. However, Rob Heathcote might chance his arm, because I notice in two weeks' time, on the 2nd of March at Eagle Farm, there's an 1,800-metre three-year-old. And that seems a natural progression from that race on Saturday, the race that Sharp Dazzler won. So I won't be surprised if several of these out of that race go to that race in two weeks, and Artie might be one of them. But he'll hold his own. But as I said, there's still the option there to go to a maiden and win meet Paiati for the Black Book. The last of the Black Booking trio from Eagle Farm comes out of race eight, a mare called Lady Ladar. Jim Byrne rode for Paul Jenkins. She's relatively lightly raced. It was only her 11th career start on Saturday, and she seems to have short campaigns. She doesn't have many runs in a campaign, suggesting she may have some physical issues, but I've certainly liked what she's done in two runs this time in. She was just behind the place getters at the Sunshine Coast on January 27. That was a Saturday Metro meeting, and uh, she was basically running out of room as they drove to the line. The race had been run to suit her, granted the tempo had been good, so it suited a back marker like her, but the run was good nevertheless. But on Saturday, 
She drew a wide gate, her pattern is to get back, so she was back with the cap catches, but on this occasion the race wasn't run to suit her. They went slowly up front, Schmoozer set up a very leisurely tempo, so Lady Ladar did very well under the circumstances to get up to run third. You'll see her on the video finishing well out wide. Now, uh, she's only had the two runs this time in, hopefully Paul can get another run out of her. Is there a suitable race around the mile for her in the next week or two? That remains to be seen. But her run was good. Her sectionals, too, were particularly good. So Lady Ladar, Touch of Gracie, and Meet Payati are my three to Black Book from Eagle Farm on Saturday. Let's have a chat with Jared Daffy now with the Greyhound Black Bookers. Morning, Jared. Morning, Dave. We go to Albion Park Thursday night. Tell me about the run of Whistle Away in the opener. Yes, uh, it was in a novice. I think it's got a bit of a future, this one. It ran second to Duffman, um, was beaten six lengths in the finish. The winner ran 29.83, uh, which was flying for for that class of race. So Whistle Away ran 30.24 itself. It's it's a good beginner. It's only 18 months of age, so it's, and it's had a few starts already. So that it's kicked off pretty young, but uh, it was quite a good run here the other night. So there's a win not too far away for it, Whistle Away. And from the same program, well... With Val Policella um, having a bit of a spell and uh, when she comes back she'll be campaigning down south, I'd say, anyway. Uh, the free-for-all there was at the mercy of Sorority. It, it absolutely trotted in. It won by 15 lengths, running 41.88. So there's no reason at all why it won't keep winning those 7-10 races as well. So whistle away in Sorority out of Albion mm. Park. Let's go to Angle Park last Thursday night. Uh, magical Mystic. Uh, one there and had box seven that led all the way over the the middle distance and ran 34.27. You very, very rarely see them get down around about that time. Um, that was its first run over the middle distance uh, and it did beat Could Be King, who's uh, who's an accomplished performer at, at those trips as well. It's trained by Boris uh, Stamenkovic, who's always got a good one in his kennel. I think he's got a handy one here, Magical Mystic. Magical Mystic out of Angle Park and two to Black Book from Melbourne. Uh, back to Sandown last Thursday night. Elite Alex was beaten in the free-for-all there. It ran second to Dundee Rebel, but it should have won. It had the green rug and got uh, got chopped out at the start. It was only beaten half a length in 29.51. was flying home at the finish. It hasn't, uh, hasn't won for a month or two, but it has been around Sandown in 29.18 at that top grade. So... Um, with some of those other dogs campaigning, some of them are heading to Perth for a race over there, the Golden Easter Egg uh, in Sydney, etc. Elude Alex is going to be hard to beat in any race it can test. And from uh, the Meadows on Saturday night, we had the heats of, or the semis of the Australian Cup and one that our listeners here will know, Morton, who of course won the gold bullion up here at Albion Park a couple of weeks ago. He found his very, very best form the other night. He had box two, came out running, 5.08 early and an overall 29.53, which was clearly the best of the night. Now, the box draw hasn't been done for that uh, for that cup yet or the Fanta Bale. Uh, that'll be, they'll be done tomorrow morning for some reason, but Morton's such a good beginner. He's going to be hard to beat and maybe might be able to rack up three group ones in a row. Fair enough. Good work, Jared. Have a good day. Thanks, Dave. Jared Daffy joining us with the Greyhound Black Boogers. Let's turn our attention out of racing at Royal Ramwick on Saturday. Nick Burney from Racing New South Wales joins us now. Nick, good morning. Good morning to you, David. How are you? Uh, well, thanks. Wind chat was well found by many in the fourth race of the day, and it was uh, no, no tricks, no surprises. Jumped to the front and uh, kept increasing the margin. You suggest we stay on its trail? 
Yeah, I think we definitely should. First up at the Kensington, um, Insta for 72 grade, they don't rate much better. So he's obviously come to Saturday grade there um, on Saturday and he's just, I thought, was very impressive and he's just flying his preparation. He smashed the clock again. But the thing about this horse that I like is that he can do it on both ends. So he led it a fast tempo and then he responded under pressure. And right on the line, he's actually pulling away from them late again. So to absorb that pressure and keep putting them away, it's a great attribute to have. And also on this horse, he's actually now led for five times for five wins. So if you break down a speed map when he goes around next start, and if you think he can find the lead, I think it'll be awfully hard to run down again. Yeah, he ran good figures as you outlined. Uh, many horses uh, resumed on Saturday as they prepare for their autumn campaigns, many of them going to the top level. One of those was learning to fly. We hadn't seen her on the racetrack since uh, that uh, unfortunate Golden Slipper incident. She uh, looked as though she was going to win. She went to Kamachi and Kamachi just nosed her out, but I can understand why you're going to make her a black book at learning to fly. Yeah, I thought she was fantastic. So it was 336 days off the scene learning to fly. And look, I just thought it was a great return to come off that long break. She had to be restrained early from that wide draw, then probably just wasn't suited entirely to the race shape. But to Chad Schofield's credit, I thought it was a 10 out of 10 ride. He gave her every possible chance from that draw. Um, and she came out to win, as you said. She accelerated hard, but I think she's just peaked there late. So... I think she can only come on from that run. But the big plus for her, she's an adaptable type. So if she can draw a softer gate, we'll see her a lot closer. And if she can reproduce a sprint like that, she's going to be awfully hard to beat him um, for the rest of the autumn. Time Quest resumed for the Match Smith Stable in the last race on Saturday. Only lightly raced, an above-average horse, a progressive horse. And you like this first up run? Yeah, I really like him. Um, so second Australian preparation. I thought he was fantastic there on Saturday. And the market probably told the story that he'd obviously um, improved from that effort. But you really break down the splits here. They just went at such a slow tempo. So Thunderlips they had in front had all favours. Um, Timecrest came out to win the race. Race shape clearly against. Accelerated hard. Loomed a little bit like learning to fly and probably just peaked on its run late. So bigger targets down the line. Getting out to 1,600 metres, 1,800 metres is probably his pet distance. So... I think we can see this horse, I know it's 78 grade, coming into this time of year, they might jump back to a Wednesday race, but New York could just be a bit of a smoky in, um, in a race down in the weights. But I, I do like Time Quest as an improving type. Time Quest out of the last. Good work, Nick. Thank you. Thanks, David. Nick Burney joining us from Sydney, nominating Winchad Learning to Fly in Time Quest for the Black Book. Let's go to Ben Scanlon, Adelaide. And I'll be very interested in his pronunciation of the first black book that he's going to deliver to us. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, David. He gets first going at me, do I? Like you, mean. You do. I say, toi et moi? I, think, I, think, well, I, know, I, th I know it means you and me. I don't know if it's toi et moi or toi et moi, but anyway, while I, whatever the pronunciation is, it was yeah. in race two. Tell us about the run. Yeah, I, she's a three-off filly, a zoo star filly. Um, Formerly with Peter Moody and Catherine Coleman in Victoria, didn't quite measure up over there. Had a couple of runs in three-year-old filly maidens and, and fifth and third. So her last run over there was in September of last year. Had a first up at David Jolly on Saturday and you look at it and say, well, she went seventh of 12 in a, in a three-year-old maiden. That's not too fancy, but it was actually, um, it was actually a pretty solid run, I thought. She, she ended up being buried back on the inside. Maggie Collett was on board and, look, she had, if you watch down the straight, she went over the line, very, very hard hill, kind of climbing over the hills of the horses in front of her. Um, she's beaten three lengths, 
but looked like she could have finished a whole lot closer. I think these City Maidens can end up being pretty good form races to follow and find winners out of. Um, yeah, and I reckon this filly with David Jolly, she's um, she's going to make it. She, um, I, I like the way that she uh, she ran through the line on Saturday. I think she's got a lot of upside. To add Mawar out of race two, Ballon d'Or in the third race was very good winning first up, and you like the run on Saturday as well. Yeah, this this mare, she's um, she's been racing really well. So she, uh, as you said, she was good first up, and then I thought the run on on Saturday kind of shows that she's well and truly up to this kind of grade. She. Uh, <coughs> Pardon me, she um, she was held up as well. Didn't have a whole lot of luck. The winner, Jackson Tice, was was free balling out in front, free wheeling out in front, and um, and won very convincingly. Bellendale never really got clear until late, but when she did, she uh, she finished off very very strongly. To be beaten about three lengths. Um, I think it's a pretty strong form race that run. Pagasi, the third horse, is a very nice horse as well. Um, I think this just kind of showed that she's well and truly up to this this grade. Benchmark seventy two or even stronger. Over the 1,200 metres, yeah, I think you can just continue to follow her with a whole lot of confidence, Bellandior. That's Bellandior out of race three. Tell us about the run of Global Turn in race six. Yeah, a couple for, for Philip Stokes I like later on in the day. So this, um, this three-year-old filly, she's um, only had a handful of starts, just the five in fact, and she was um, she had her first city run here in Adelaide on... Um, she had her first city run here in Adelaide on... Um, on Saturday, and I thought she was she was really good. It was a day where it was very tough to make ground, but she got back, and she finished off really, really strongly. She was beaten just over length behind Altruist. Um, I think it kind of showed that she's going to be very competitive in South Australia. She did win her maiden at Strathalbyn in January. I think the run on Saturday shows that she's up the city class. Um, in this three-year-old, restricted three-year-old grade, she'll, uh, she'll pinch one of these pretty quickly, I think. And again, she kind of raced against the pattern and did a really good job. Okay, that's Global Turn, and your last black booker is Jenkins out of race seven. Yeah, look, it's tough to to black book eight year old Geldings who have had forty four starts, but um, he's another one. I think he's um, he's from the Philip Stokes camp as well, and he um, on Saturday showed that he's actually in really good shape. He uh, he's another one. He was back, and gee, he got through the line really strongly here over the fifteen fifty. I think um, that's around about his right kind of trip. The mile, I think, is is the is the prime distance for him. Again, he was back, made very solid ground on a day where it was very tough to do so. He's in really good shape, and I reckon he is absolutely at his peak now. So next time you see him, I think he'll be at, at peak fitness. Um, and the way that we saw him race on Saturday shows that he's in he's in good shape and he's going to be better next time around. OK, that's, that's Jenkins. Good on you, Ben. Thank you. Thanks, David. Ben Scadden joining us from Adelaide. As we go to Colin McNiff in Tassie, we're looking back at Hobart yesterday. And Colin, your first black booker is Blonde Star. He was having its first start here yesterday, a three-year-old filly trained by Imogen Miller, got back and was wide, ran home very nicely over the 1,000 metres, finished fourth in the end, beaten a length and a half. Uh, it had trialled well, it was in the market, it was about the second or third pick in the race, so it was expected to run well, but it just got lost a little bit early, and I thought with the benefit of that run under its belt, it's a, a nice tight blonde star, I think she'll be winning in the not-too-distant future. That's blonde star, what about Milton? Yeah, one named by our old mate, uh, named after our old mate Milton Pettit, should I say. Uh, Sarah Cotton has this uh, horse. It's had two runs. First up, ran eight, but it was a much improved effort in Hobart yesterday. It led. It was taken on in the early stages, but battled on really well to finish second. It was beaten three lengths, but the winner is pretty smart, and uh, I think it's an improving type who shouldn't be far off winning a four-year-old. He's only had the two starts, but uh, Milton, one to watch for. 
And the last one is the Taswegian. Yeah, another lightly raced four-year-old. It was racing over 2,100 metres. It's had six starts. It's been placed on two occasions. It was three wide the whole trip over the 2,100 metres. Even wider, probably six or seven wide coming around the home turn. Kept on coming, beaten 3.7 lengths, but the run was much better than that, so finishing position might look. It's had two placings. I think if Mark Ganderton can find a, a similar type race, a 2,100 metre maiden class one, should be breaking the duck pretty soon, the Taswegian. Okay, thanks, Colin, for that. Thank you, David. Colin McNiff looking back at Hobart yesterday. He's done the videos and he's saying Blonde Star, Milton and the Taswegian are the three to Blake Book. Let's have a chat with Darren Clayton now. He's been looking at all of the harness videos over the past week or so. Darren, good morning. Good morning, David. Now, I noticed this first one, you go to Black Book, uh, this flashes up on the radar because Jillaby Chambers, you liked the run at Redcliffe last Thursday, coming from a long way back, and I noticed it's race one number one at Redcliffe tonight. Yeah, I did notice that, and I thought it's come up a good price tonight, David. So, from its run last week, uh, gate six, it's on the ODM embargo, snagged back, settled at, the, settled at the rear and then at about the 600, got a cart into the contest, was the widest on the home turn, grabbed second. Now, just looking at that back up to tonight, big plus, it's back in the main draw, so it draws gate one and it's a mare that's got a really good record at Redcliffe and can run the gate so uh, you factor that in not only tonight but uh, going forward, so Jillaby Chambers keen on her. Okay, could be a swift return there in the opener tonight at the Redcliffe Paceway. So that's Jillaby Chambers. Now, Albion Park on Saturday night, you've found two to Black Book, and the first one is, out of the third race, Alexia Rose. Yeah, now this mare tackled a, a mare's race. She was second up from a spell, fired hard off the off the arm, was able to find the front. First quarter was quick. It came up in 27 flat, and uh, Pete McMullen just let her roll. Second quarter, 29, and then third quarter, he really tried to bust them open, 27.8. And he was only, uh, he was in front deep into the home stretch, but just faded. Vindicate was able to grab her right on the line. She had sat three fence with the cold sit, and uh, you'd think Alexia Rose would take good benefit from that. And, and pleasingly, there was a bit of a margin back to third. So we'll keep on her tail, Alexia Rose. Alexia Rose, and your last Blake Booker is last time Joe. Now, this guy was resuming from a spell. He was first up, drew gate six, snagged back to Siddle at the rear. It was a 2,138-metre contest that he contested. It's a pretty good tempo up front, uh, highlighted by a last 856.6 set from the front. Now, he was making a solid charge in the closing stages. Only ended up being beaten the neck. Now, if you look at the sectional report, he's covered an extra 26 metres than the winner uh, charted over the, over the trip. Importantly, at the 2100, that's not really his go. All his wins have been at the mile, so uh, you'd suspect that that's a good first-up effort and back to the mile, he'll really take benefit. Last time, Joe. Thanks, Darren. Cheers, David. Darren Clayton with us there on Black Bookers. That's Black Bookers for Monday the 19th of February. As we always say, hopefully there's a few winners there for you. Talk next week.